This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast, a podcast about Warhammer 40k Conquest, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, John King, and Carl Anderton. Episode 24, Stuck in the Middle. Alright, welcome. This is episode 24 of the Traxxas Sector Warcast. I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm John King. And I'm Carl Anderton. What do we got today, John? Well, the Mechanicum has been working overtime and it looks like our war packs are back on schedule. Deadly salvage arrived and what looks below is on the boat. We're hoping this trend continues and we see the war packs released regularly. So with that in mind, we'll review Deadly Salvage in our typical meandering manner, akin to a war barge afloat in the endless eddies of the warp. And we're going to give you our mid-season MVPs for the store championship season. And then we're going to talk about Eldorath Starbane in our How Do They Beat You segment. All right. So, yes, we have uh, sitting in front of us three copies of Deadly Salvage. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, we, you know, for those, for those of you who didn't see it on Facebook because it seemed to get buried deep in the uh, War, Warhammer Conquest LCG page, the general page, some of this stuff got spoiled. The non-spoiled cards were put up, pictures of them were put up on Facebook last weekend. So I've seen, I think, all of these. But they're and you know they've been spoiled in various other podcasts and uh, other locations. But what do you guys think? I I am uh, while I'm an Astro Militaire player, I think I'm the most excited about Gorsod. I think he's a <laughs> the the the, 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 the mechanic again. Yeah. They they are expanding things. The Tau stuff is interesting. I don't know about the prototype crisis suit. Uh, the Gene Stealer Prowler is coming out, but he doesn't have a command icon and the the. Omega six two one one three is not out yet, so he'll turn on later. Mm-hmm. Still, I mean, thoughts. even it's still a nice little one cost for tyranids, but yeah, that's 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 for that's for Omega subject Omega when he turns up. Oh yeah, yeah. when he when he has subject Omega and, and this guy gets an ambush. Yes, yeah. put this one and swing for two. Yeah, on yeah, you totally. real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think John's so, digesting as we as we speak. He is. <laughs> yeah, because I hadn't seen. That. I mean, obviously, I love the Astra Militarum. Uh, I can't believe all three of those cards. Uh, that that came out. Uh, you've got the Death Corpse Engineers, which is our two three for two cost. So corpse with a K, not with yeah, a C. Yeah, corpse with a K, <laughs> spelled German because they are they're soldier and in Krieg, which is German for war. Action: sacrifice his unit to destroy target exhausted support card. While that's a great effect, I, I think just the fact that it's a two three for two, and it's a soldier, so it's going to benefit from. War and Strachan. Actually, War you, can, and, yeah. you can forcibly trigger the um, Elysium with it, too. Sacrifice it for effect and get the Elysium in. Yeah, and get the Elysium. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, and then, then the Vanguard you soldiers. you can sacrifice him on the spot for his action to get the Elysium in because you want that Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 They'll have to wait for someone to kill him, so yeah, yeah. that's then interesting. The, then uh, the Vanguard soldiers. Again, more soldiers, but they're 3-3 three, three for 3 with the command icon. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sorry, the Death Corps didn't they don't have a command icon, so they're not, you know. But the abilities also But yeah, but the abilities great. And then the inspirational fervor, one cost tactic reaction after you win a battle at a green planet, move up to two non ward units you control at a planet to a target planet. Uh, at yep. that planet to a target planet. I mean that obviously wars on the on the in the artwork. You you think it screams to go to him. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I've been playing war and I see this and I go do I really want to find a space for this? I think it's a corner case. You could, you could prevent, you know, the going back to HQ, and the the exhaust next turn, the exhausted state of them coming in next turn. You could prevent that. You could go for uh, a more battle with another for an opposing warlord or to protect your own, mm-hmm. right? Because you, your warlord, there's no warlord. Uh, requirement whether they be at the planet or not at the planet. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of flexibility here. But honestly, I think one of the things you do well with war and and other podcasts have talked about it. We've talked about it. Is that sometimes you don't go all in on the skill, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I've tried to do is with my war deck, I've tried to mitigate my my reliance on green planets so i'm right. trying to balance that and yeah you know maybe one of these would make it into that war deck that i have right now well the, the scene i mean the, the one of the problems with this pack looking at it particularly for the um for the guard stuff is um you the war deck is pretty well locked down there's so much good stuff from anyway and there's more good stuff here right I mean, right like i say the core engineers has an interesting place to go in the vanguard soldiers are crazy good but those are even scarier in Star Wars right. so yeah the Death Corps Engineers I think is a um, kind of a meta call like mm-hmm. we were talking well, before we started recording well, I think it's a meta call for a heavy support meta yeah well I was just discussing it last night um, 
I think particularly with the way we, we uh, with what we saw at the last store champ was um, there was a lot of basically uh, war mirror matches because he's so popular. And in yep. that situation, that's yep. a nice card. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I use my Kalachan, it goes away. <laughs> like, stop it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's good for that kind of stuff. Definitely. Now, now I don't know this, but if I use a Katakan to give someone plus two attack, mm-hmm. if that Katakan goes away before the attack goes, no, no, no problem whatsoever. Just the, changes, the, changes nothing. The plus yeah. two attack is still triggered. Yeah, that right? that yeah. character has plus two attack. Right, yeah, right, it right. doesn't have a printed. About the only thing that would matter for various other things, but, right? But right. it, yeah, it has the like uh, to arms card. You know, I, I mean the fer- the the fervor card. I see it more as I, I agree, probably not three of, but definitely two because people are going to stay away from war at green planets, right? So here I'm going to have I'm going to have let's say I'm going to have an anxious platoon squad at a green planet because that's always a great one to put there. I'm going to have maybe something else at a green planet. I'm not going to get contested too heavily. Okay, great. Well, once I win the planet, then I'm going to play that card to move maybe two of those units over to a, to a battle where I do have war or at another planet, let's say the next blue planet, where maybe I'm going to have initiative. But, you know, all of a sudden I've got two more units that are, are going to be unexhausted and ready at either that battle that round or maybe the battle, maybe that becomes the first planet next one. And all of a sudden, I'm set up there again. Yeah, you've got you've got a fair call because that's that's the weird thing about that card. That is that is a, that is a good card for when someone's all I don't want to fight you with that green. Well, you're going to fight me anyway. Yeah. Okay. Move these okay. Off. That's, all right. That's all right. Interesting. Now, now the timing on that. I mean, you got to you got to win the planet, and then so you win the battle, and then you play this. So after you, yeah, after you win the battle at the pl- at the green planet, move with the two non-war lo- units you control at that target planet, and it's a reaction. So. You have won the battle because norm- normally, if 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 there if the there's no units at the planet at the end of the battle and it's the first planet, it just goes away. Nobody wins. Right, it, right, 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 right. Uh-huh. So, I guess the timing of that is you win the battle and then you play this and then they move over. Yep. And then you'll you'll still be able to collect. Obviously, since you won it, you'll still be able to collect. You don't. You're not forcing them to go to HQ or anything like that. Correct. Yeah, so so yeah. so we there was a there was a long winded, uh, detailed post by John Gobey this past weekend about this end of battle timing because there's so many things that happen. So for instance, you you do the sacrificial thing that makes the planet green. I always remember I always the the um, I can never remember that card name. And it's in my deck. It's in my favorite deck and I can't remember the freaking event. It's war signature event that makes a planet summary exec- summary, summary execution. execution. Yeah I saw sorry I saw it last night. Like, what? I, I yeah. keep wanting to say sacrificial blah. Anyways <laughs> summary execution. So that makes a planet green until the end of combat. But the end of combat fizzles so you can't use fervor because this is moving from a green planet to something else, right? So it has to be physically green. Or have some other mechanic besides the summary execution. I see. It's okay. until, because it's, it's until end. So yeah, the end trigger is trig- uh, battle ends. The trigger is remove that green yeah. from it, basically. Yeah. Okay. I get what you say. Okay. So the end of battle effects wear off, like summary execution and power and battle cry. The after the battle ends, all those force reactions trigger. Then the reactions trigger, and then the winner losers determine. And then you have force reactions and reactions, and then that's when the fervor right. triggers, right? And that's important. To re- that's important to remember. One, if you're on both sides of it, when some of those things end, that units that get bonuses for being at a green planet, or units that had plus two until end of com- plus two hit points until end of combat, you might you're going to have to double check, make sure that they're still alive. Well, yeah, and that, and that's the. That's <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I've, I've 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 pulled stuff back into HQ that should be dead. So that's what I'm saying. I, you know, to remind people. It's like, hey, you know, you're going to have to take a look at it because it's like, oh, you know, you're my my uh, Sanctum Guard that are 1-1s, one but they're... they're so th- Shrine Guards. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Shrine Guards, but there were three twos at the planet, but they have one damage on them. Well, when they go back to HQ, they die. Right, and that's why I've... And that's one of the ways in which I've mitigated in my deck. I've, I have two Talon Raiders and two Selim Shrine Guards. Why? Because I don't want to go in all in on green. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the Shrine Guards are, re- are better at green than Talon are. Bec- well... Not not exclusively, I guess, but well, more, more, you have more to reliably. Have the, yeah, you yeah. have to have the warlord with the Talon Raiders. Yeah, right. You have to have to the warlord the plus, with Talon to get in the plus two attack. That's true. Yeah. So, so when you're there with the warlord, so the Talon Raiders, it's it's apples and oranges on those two, because of green, non-green. But the Talon Raiders are going to go to the non-green planets mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me because if if that ta- if the Shrine Guard takes the one damage during a green combat and then he goes back to H two, you, you lose him, mm-hmm. yep. right? So it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the, the, so one of the things that uh, I've talked to you about, Carl, I talked to mm-hmm. you about it uh, a couple, few days ago, was the Sam Hain jet bike. S- yeah. Same Han, Same Han. How do you pronounce it? Same Han. Same Han. jet bike. You said this which just is now. And attached it's, it's, to it's, an army unit you control, limit one per unit. As a combat action, exhaust the attachment to move attached unit to a planet with a type shared with this planet, then deal one damage to an army unit at this planet. So there you go. There's another way to move your uh, your mobile or non-mobile units. I mean, the Wild Rider Squadron mm-hmm. already moves. You can put this on him. I bo- no, no, it doesn't. It is a war gear, so you can't actually put it on the. Mm-hmm. Makes well, sense. Plus, you can't get the. Wild Rider. Well, plus also more, mobile is at, is before combat. Well, no, the Wild Riders is a combat action to move. Oh, yeah, combat action move. Right. So you can't double move them. But keep in mind here, um, as weird as this sounds. Um, that deal one damage is a is a basically a false part of the of the action. Yes. So if you turn up with just buddies there, you're going to hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a weird little extra detail. Um, I yeah, like it the look say of it. enemy army. Yeah, no, it, says, it, does, it, does, yeah it, it says hurt it somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's the same thing with Emperor's Warrant. You must do a damage, and if there's not an enemy unit to do damage to, you got to do damage to your own guys. But um, I was confirming this with a type shared with this planet. That's the color symbols, right? That's the re- the um. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the that's the um, material, material support. Course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and strong point. Strong point. That's all. Yeah. Strong point is the green. Material is the. See, red. so that's that's an interesting usage. Move from type. Oh, th- don't even get going on the tower stuff yet. Don't, don't, <laughs> even, don't even get going on the tower stuff. I know you haven't seen these. Yeah. I, John this is, is just sitting yeah, over here going, going uh-huh? "This is this is this is yeah. a sh- overall. This is a shockingly powerful pack." I yeah. was definitely like, "Holy cow!" Although, again, this is the problem: is uh, uh, it's clear to people for the last three packs, there has not been a bad pack for Starblaze. There's not even been vaguely close to a bad pack for Starblaze. Right, I'm right. just melted by how good. Well, the, the the Crisis Suit is is a five for a four four, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little bit pricey, with only two command icons. It's a mm-hmm. little bit pricey for the five, yeah. but what you're paying for is the two Tau attachments that you get for free if they're in that top nine cards, and you get a shuffle. shuffle. Yeah, you get a shuffle. It doesn't you even get ditch on a the shuffle, bottom. which is huge, especially in Tau because you're going. You're going uh, Earthcast Technician. Look at six. Put five on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Look at six. Put five on the bottom. That's the first. That's the first, so that's the first one that calls things. for a shuffle, isn't it? Because everything else is put it on the bottom. Uh, there may be it's another a, one in there somewhere, but, but yeah, yeah, I think so. It's, it's certainly the most effective um, dig we've got. It's nine cards. Most effective tutor. It's a nine card dig, and it's a full shuffle. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, there's also a great comment I saw from someone about that. I think this is a ridiculously good one. Period. If you're using attachments, because. Um, obviously, Shadow Sun comes to mind, but Starblaze do, do just find out in the right one. Play him, put two things on him, then even the odds. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. That's that's absolutely. the horrible. It becomes becomes a a tutor and a freebie play that you play a card you can move off. Mm-hmm. So even if he finds two, um, you know, he finds two heavy marker drones. I've got two heavy marker drones on me that are being sent out to somebody. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> let's get because now a four four with two mark heavy mark or two. Well, heavy marker drones don't work, right? You can't do that because. Put each eligible attachment into play, and heavy no. marker drone says enemy unit is, is, is enemy unit only. Yeah, okay. so you can attach an. Uh, so okay. yeah, that well, that's good because it's just randomly stuck on him. But right. but either way, I mean, still, just yeah, that is that is some crazy crap. Yeah, I think that for five, I, honestly, I thought that would have would have been more. I think five is bang on for that guy. So and then and if you find an auxiliary armor, <laughs> right? So yeah. this Sa- Salam Enclave, the one cost support, it's a limited interrupt when you deploy a non tau unit, exhaust the support to reduce that con- unit's cost by two. I mean, that just, you know, that just screams another Starblaze. Yeah, Starblaze well, then, and then the mon cost yep. strike. The, it cost two is an event, it's a tactic, but combat action. Exhaust each ready soldier unit you control at a target planet to deal damage equal to their c- combined printed attack value to an enemy army unit that targeted planet. Right. But that's. That's so. That doesn't. That's not bad. But that's each soldier unit. So if it's so if it's everybody. So if you have a lot of soldiers, you're exhausting all your guys to do damage to one mm-hmm. person. Right. So it could be could be good, and it's combat action. So you can right, right. Well, but again, it's like it's one of Sorry. these it's one of these counters where let's say you know I don't have I don't have initiative. You have initiative, and you have a vicious bloodletter. Right. All my guys are going to die anyway. Yeah, let's play this. Right. I'm going to exhaust and, everybody, and, and I'm going to do, do you know, damage eight damage to your vicious blood letter. Shield that. Yeah. Well, I was saying the, the big thing for me with this was this this 
sense to me of um, the meta that might be coming up when we see the Necron stuff. Because we've got the, the oh, yeah. Necron, as Necron starts, we seem to encourage more and more single big bads. This is a counter to a meta we're not quite in yet. But, you know, because, you know, <laughs> yeah, is, is, is what I'm looking at, basically. The, the, the yeah. funny part is, here's an anti elite card. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is, exactly. Yeah. That's what it is, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah it is. It's it, clearly not. It's, wow. Well, I mean, think about it. Starblaze lack. Yeah. When, when we get there, Starblaze will lack many ways. Tau will lack ways of dealing with single big bads. It's just not really their their purview very good. You know, they want to save stuff to take out other, other things. So this is a good little, I've got a swarm of tiny dudes. That's a big fella over there. Yeah. Yeah, let's deal with that. You know, but you're quite right. Even before, as just as the ability to use it as, as a ranged, yeah, I need to hit these guys. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another ni nice usage of it. I mean, it's just, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That one cracks me up. If you're interested at all, by the way, we've had this now. The, there are two major Tau um, tactical forms. The Kalyan Strike is their, um, their sudden surgical... Um, charging kind of attack. The Montcar is the patient hunter. They're ambushing someone. <laughs> that's, their, that's their deal. Yep, so yep. both their two big, um, big. Oh, is that right? Big, okay, yep. mm -hmm. cool. And then, and then on the chaos side, uh, the Seer of Deceit is an interesting one. He's a three, three, uh, a three cost three, but he gets plus one card to blue, blue planet. Yeah, he's an ally. So yeah. uh, you know, I'm he's, I'm not, again, that. chaos or chaos tend to be high priced. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I think this one's a little high priced. Yeah. The, the serum he's a three three. About, yeah. He's a three three. I don't know that. He, I don't, I think he's decently priced for what he does. Right. Mm -hmm. But whether I need another three cost unit in the chaos deck is another question. Yeah. yeah. See, with like, it, with I kind of. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't pull noise marines for this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm. 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 Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's tough. Maybe it. maybe you do. Yeah. No, because I mean, noise marines I is a three two three that gets plus two for when it with the warlords. There. So yeah. that's it gets four. He's this guy gets a card at a blue planet. Yeah, he's three straight, and you do know. get the card draw. And that might that, be a good point. You Zarifa. might you might have just made my argument for me yeah. while well, not meaning to. I mean, Zarifa does, <laughs> does want to find his his basic his spells. He wants to pull out his tricks and things like that. You know, so I, I know what you mean. I, I looked at them and thought, eh. but now I think about it, yeah, he's he's still a decent fighting unit with that with that ability to get the extra card draw and be a bit harder to a bit less likely to be command snipe than the average road trader. You know, and void pirate at all. You know. And I would play this. I would definitely play this over the um, Heretic Inventor. That's oh, but the Heretic Inventor is cheap. Well, yeah, yeah. he's cheap. But you're 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 telling your opponent, you're telling your opponent, okay, you put it where you want. Yeah. So, do you ever yeah. want more than one on the board? I well, I mean, I've spammed them out. It depends what you're doing. It's early early game. It can can be comedy because it's just no good place for him to go. Opponent, that's, right, that's right, but as soon as I mean, if 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 I'm playing an opponent and they play heretic or I've done this to Tobin, Tobin's done it to me. You put one out, it's like okay, I'll put it at this planet. You put a second one out, I'm putting it at the same friggin' planet. planet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you really win that. And one. then, well, then, but then you also, but what happens is you hope that that last that planet that you put them both. Mm -hmm. Isn't <laughs> where you're going to have a big battle, right? Yeah, right. you like, definitely don't want to like, put it at the wind condition planet. You got to look ahead at that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, but and there's and there's. Because of the way you know this, the planet layout is, you might be putting it in a non-wind condition planet when you put it there mm -hmm. on turn one. But later, but then yeah. it becomes a wind condition planet, or a planet where you have to stop them. Yeah. There, there, yeah. There, there has to be a battle, and you're like, I just put two, three, threes there on my own. Yay! Yeah. yeah but that's, so that's, that's happened as well, right? Yeah. Where you're like, wow, I really. Yeah, I, yeah, boy, I, you I, know, yeah. buyer's remorse there. It's too bad that planet number six is the you know another tricolor that's yeah. like, oh, great, perfect, I gotta stop you at planet five. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. yeah, that that blows when that happens, but that's. Well, very rare. Well, I was saying the, the general the general K assumption is that that's nasty enough, and it's so darn cheap. But I get what you're saying. If if you're in the situation where you have have to have somewhere to go, he is a, a interesting call. I'm, not, I'm 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 wavering. I can't I can't quite settle. I, I looked at the first and went eh, and then you know I'm not certain. This guy, the prodigal prodigal son's disciple, pricey to say the least, with a nasty nasty little bonus hit in there. I mean, again, this is a weird one. These things seem to be designed to take out opposing vehicles, really. Because almost all, that's all I can think of. It's got a decent health pool with high command. You know, well, you can do tanks, but but you can hit uh, you can hit somebody with a promotion. That's, yeah, somebody the, with a promotion the, the promo, has, promo who has maybe three or four command icons. You hit them with X on preventable damage to a target enemy unit, where X is the number of command icons the target unit has. Yeah, it's Boom. not printed. Yeah, so here, here's four. Here's three. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. You so you attack for three, and you attack for three more. Yeah, but he's and again. He's still five, though. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah, a five. He's, he's a big, five. big sod. And he's not. He's a psyker. He's a zinch. He's elite. He's not a daemon. 
mm-hmm. right? So you can't lower his cost with cultists and such. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's 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 quite exciting. Mm-hmm. I, I think the the f- favorite. This is a podcast, but let's assume for the moment that our listeners have actually looked at some of these images. What is your favorite art? I'm putting you on the spot, <laughs> and if you like, I'll, I'm ready to answer. But <laughs> I was about to say, what, what's your favorite? Your fire prism. The fire one card probably piece. we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, the fire, fire prism, prism art piece. is cool. I don't think I'll ever play with a card, but it's a really nice look. I don't know because I mean, I mean, not to count it. It's a wonderful piece of art. I mean, the Eldar stuff generally is. All these are strong. Um, almost all the vehicle stuff is Gozod's uh, wagons. It's a really, really great dy- dynamic piece there. Yeah, although you just maybe look at the fire prison properly, and I'd, I'd said the same thing of like, it's a six. Oh my word! Like, <laughs> but but it's like three command, three attack, three seven health, ranged with a powerful reaction. If you want a big Eldar unit, then wow, you know, yeah. it's a good a good gift of Isha one for starters, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, get this card out. But yeah, um, I, I don't know. Honestly, I quite like the. Um, I think the proto- prototype crisis suit is one of the better crisis suit artworks yep, I've seen too. Yep. That I mean, was the. Place, for those of you who haven't seen the prototype crisis suit, FFG's um, announcement that the pack was available yesterday is the, the artwork featured there is the crisis battle suit artwork. Mm-hmm. So. No, I'd be hard. I'd be hard pushed to pick a bad piece of art in here. Actually, yeah, I mean, piece. they all look really cool. I've, I'm actually torn between two. Just going through the pack, you know, quick, quickly once or twice. Uh, the Imperial Fist Devastators mm-hmm. is a great, great battle scene. Yeah, I was going to say it's a good scene there. Uh, just you Marines know, Marines on Tyranid, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, these Marines oh, in, a, in a <clears throat> almost, you know, in a fire formation. You could just see them; they're kind of surrounded by the enemy, and they're just blazing away and bullets ripping through things. Um, and then another one, the, the other one I really like is the Gene Stealer Prowler. You know this bloody <laughs> flesh, oh, yeah, he, flesh-colored he, monster just stepping out of this thing. I mean, can you, if you like the reveal of Alien, yeah, it just, just this or, or or Predator the first time you see it in the in the movie, just it, I think it would be that awesome. You see this thing coming up out of there and some bestial roar out of it. It's just like, well, <laughs> five rounds rapid, please. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna say, in terms of in terms of looking at the cards, the least the the least like reactive ones for me have been the dark Eldar stuff because both of them are like, eh, those are nice. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like no offense, and I'll just yeah, it's like okay, like the the Thorn's bodysuit seems to be a card for a situation I can't quite decide on. You know what I mean? It's like I don't see I don't see any particularly cool one there. So the fire prism is a six cost. It's a card that we haven't talked about, right? Had, mm-hmm. we, we, well, besides the fact that we say, well, probably not, we're probably not going to do it that. But it is an Eldar card, mm-hmm. so kind of let's let's kind of go into. I'd like to talk about how Eldarath Starbane beats you. Uh, he's been doing well. He, it, he. I don't know. Pretty Eldarath. Sure nothing confirmed. Old not, Ellie. Yeah, I think <laughs> Eldarath is an older character. Pretty sure. Pretty sure he. There's nothing. Okay. Nothing All right. So Eldarath of wise has been a strong, if not tier one, then he's been pushing the tier one up, right? So there have been folks that have done well with him. He quote unquote didn't I don't know, whatever whatever the nationals was last year. So how do you beat him? Or how does he beat you? God, I keep mm. we, we did that <laughs> segment for so long and now we're to, yeah. we flipped well, the script. Like I say, I've, I've settled. I'm, I'm going to be trying him out for um, for the uh, store champ we're about to do. I got a okay. couple, of, couple of games in yesterday, so you could turn it around to what what does he do well and what did I found work find worked. Um, uh, his exhausting is somewhere between annoying and critical. So yeah. sometimes you can account for that, and sometimes you can't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, he beats you by controlling your biggest units. Yeah. I mean, the deck I'm playing really is a good old fashioned blue deck. Yeah. It's 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 a look at the board and go okay how do I not so much how do I play down things and, and fight you but how do I screw with your stuff right you know what, what am I going to do here what am I going to what am I going to exhaust there what am I going to make a problem um, I yeah I got Ragnar yeah because you're, you're when he shows up the planet he limits your options immediately mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yes and yes. mind war even more yes. now has made that more of a deal yeah mind then war mind war is, is the one cost event where you exhaust the non elite unit. That's a planet, and with, a a planet psych- with a psyker unit you control. I, oh, and his Starbane's councils are, psy- are, are psyker units, and as so are Warlord Destructors. Uh, so is he. And you're like, and so is he. Well, but but yeah. it has to be a psyker army unit. 
Okay, fair enough. Right. I mean, I've got a bunch of bonus psychics. Right. So anyway. he comes in, yep. psychs somebody out. <laughs> yep. Bang. Excuse, excuse the pun there. <laughs> and, then, and then he has an army unit who doesn't actually have to be ready, who can psych somebody out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I have everybody exhausted mm-hmm. except for my warlord. Yeah, I mean, double, double right. exhausting on the way in is, well, it doesn't double, just you, you can spam that out. It's ridiculous. So yeah. he times. The way he beats you, I think, is really take advantage of initiative. I played two games with him uh, two nights ago, and I was fortunate enough to have the... I had the initiative, and 1, 3, and 5 were not win conditions for me, but it was like 1, 3, and Mm 4. And so I was able to go to 1, brute force, win 1, Knowing that I could bounce back and win three, let him have two, and and then preparing, well, at the same time preparing for four to be the win condition. And that's what I did. It was, and that was one game, and it was kind of over before it started. One of those mm-hmm. games of Conquest where you're like, did you okay, basically just have to out unit him, though? Because that's, that's, that's the only success I've had against Eldoroth. Is, it's like, okay, you're, you're going to come in and you're going to, you have a plethora of. Of choices, yes, to, to exhaust, but you're only exhausting one of my units. I still have, I'm still, I'm still beating you at the planet two to one. Right. So if we flip it and say, how do you beat him? Yeah. The the one of those games was against uh, Strachan deck, and he played a troop transport every turn. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, but he, he was using he was using them. Uh, he, he, well, maybe he played it one, three, and four. So I had I was like, what the where and I don't actually know if I won that game. I can't remember if I won that game or not. But that was a lot closer. Mm-hmm. Because he did just spam soldiers. And it didn't matter what I did. didn't matter what I did. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll exhaust the 2-2, two, two, your Strachan's command squad. Yay! Yeah. And then I'd have three guardsmen hit me. Yeah. I think you've uh, hit a point there, yeah. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to get multiple units of any type. He just right. doesn't, have the, doesn't have the strong firepower. Turning it back the other way from what I found, found was effective. Was a lot of his events and tricks tend to be a deal of I can cheaply get a win on this planet or cheaply get a strong advantage without doing much in the way of units. Mm. I found myself spreading things across to command choke as much as possible, and then on the main fight being like, okay, mind wall, you know, Archon's that guy, Archon's terror guy, getting him routed, etc., etc. You know, things, things like that. You talk about the troop transport. That's why subdual is in the deck I've got. Mm-hmm. It's like no, yep, yep. Get, it, get it back on top. Yeah, of that deck. and some control to that extent is good. One of the things that I, one of the things that I did regularly though is foretell. Like I have two foretells in the deck, and one of the advantages to Starbane is that he doesn't often. He's one seven, so you're not going to exhaust him very much. He wants to have his units do his fighting for him, mm-hmm. not like War, not like Strachan, not like Gorza Otter Nasdrag. He's hitting for one, so eh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if he's ready. And he can cancel the later trigger ability, battle ability. That's a huge deal, right? And that's that's a level of control that no one else has. Right. right? Yeah. The, the the countering the battle ones on that kind of table is a big one. I mean, you're saying there about um about not game not gaming in fights. The one of the main tricks that I I pulled got it completely wrong last night, but realized how well it could work was you're a turn or two into the battle. You know, you send Elder after a big fight. He arrives, you exhaust someone, and then you um, foresight him elsewhere. Right. To exhaust something else, probably to command snipe someone else over there. So you've set up the fight, got him out of the pr- of trouble, so he's completely safe, and he's gone elsewhere to screw up the guy's command round. I mean, that's one of the big ones to watch out for, is that, that, that trick there is right in his signature stuff, and done appropriately is really, really nasty. Yeah. You know. Now, now Fortel is a non-loyal card. It's a common Eldar card, so mm-hmm. it can be used in Dark Eldar and other things. And so I guess you might... I don't know if I've seen it or heard of it being played in a Kith deck. That could be interesting. That wouldn't surprise me very much. Yeah. Same, <laughs> same, same problem of what, what else you change in that deck because it's so strong anyway. You know? Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, and this is this is another... Like you said, the war deck is very strong. There's variations on it, but mm-hmm. I think each player who's kind of found the deck that works for them is going to be hard-pressed to find space for some of these cards. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking at Vanguard Soldiers, and I'm saying, hmm, uh, do I replace Cadian Mortar Squad? Because Cadian Mortar Squad has two command icons and is 1-3, ranged. Mm. 
with that, with and, that reset he, ability. With the reset ability, yep. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, this, right? This, this and maybe, maybe, I, maybe I put Deathcore Engineers in for somebody with Caden Mortar Squad in mind. The, the fun one I came up with for Vanguard, completely off topic here, but the fun one for Vanguard is um, it's Starblaze again. Because here's my here's my enormous um, range. Uh, he's a, he's loyal. He's like loyal, is he? Oh, yeah, big yeah, ball, yeah. sorry. But Death Corps Engineers could be going oh, to can't Starblaze. Take, can't take loyal. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Right? In there. And attack Inspirational Fervor could go into Starblaze. Or Space Marines. That's really weird. <laughs> I just realized that. With we the, the Death Corps guys? What, yep. what, what, one of the things, folks, that, that we don't really talk about very much is Space Marines. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just looking at that at, at, at Space Marines. That, that's, that's, that's dirty. That could be that's pretty just evil in a space. A cheap little dude, yeah. There's yeah. Good, good things just, to hit there. It's like, oh, let's go ahead and slide those two units over. And it's like, oh, really? Yeah, because mm -hmm. everybody's going to these friggers again. Well, maybe, maybe the, the, the two you move over protect the librarian that's already there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, go or, ahead. Or, or you move over a librarian and something else. One, yeah. yeah. Oh, to the, to yeah. the next planet. You know, because yeah. you're, you're winning here at the green planet. You got a librarian. You got his little meat yeah, shield in keep, front of him. Just yeah. keep. And then, like, oh, okay, let's go ahead and, hey, guess what? You thought you were done this round with right. them. Right. And, and, and so the inspirational fervor. Playing that to the, to the most effective level. Takes some strategic attack because mm -hmm. if you if the combat round is going to be over before everybody or sorry if the combat is going to be over before the combat round is over, mm -hmm. then you have some people who are exhausted and some people who are ready, mm -hmm. yeah. and you want it, ideally I think in inspirational fervor you're going to move people who are ready. Yeah, if you want ideally. them to take place in another. It's also combat, an up right? two, so just moving one could be well worth it. So yeah, yeah, up to two, up, up right, to two, right. so you know. So, but so so, so yeah. that's going to take some timing on your part. I know that I, I blew it at one point in a game on Wednesday. I attacked with one soldier and with the idea I was planning on moving. It was a Seraphim, Seraphim Allegra. I was planning on having her move over to another planet, but I don't know why I got I got caught up in the Katakan and oh mm -hmm. tap Katakan and attack with her and untap Katakan and. And so I got caught up in that fever, which is a wonderful fever to have. Right? <laughs> we love our seraphims. So Eldoros Starbane beats you with control. Mm -hmm. He chokes out. He doesn't like fighting um, other other swarms. He doesn't do. That's why um, one of the things, one of my takeaways from last night, that I'm probably looking at how war heavy our meta is, is to pull out some of the stuff for an extra doom or two. I think they're the big swing cards for that. Because he's still still Eldar, still has all, all those wonderful tricks there. Oh, yeah. um, the one I was I was messing around with a Caius Roth as a single because he's a, the end of the Psyker, and if someone somehow someone does manage to oh, get a load of cards, he is a Psyker. He's a Psyker, yeah. So he can mind <laughs> war, which psyker. is pretty damn hilarious. So is, I haven't pulled funny. it on anyone yet, but it, it, the idea was basically I played I played plenty of decks where if it goes if it goes fairly calmly on your side, you can have a planet or two, and they can have like ten cards. So for that, Roth is a definite. Yeah, I'm done with that. <laughs> yeah, to make someone go, wait, what? You know, um, yeah. And, so. and and Elderoth is also they have access to uh, high command icon, low cost units built mm -hmm. in. Built in guardians built and the Incubus Warrior are my two current favorites. Yeah, Incubus for Warrior cheap for that. Yeah, uh, there are. I'm actually playing with the two ones and the one twos, the one threes, the warp spiders and the. The warp spiders, which are the discard from your top, and then mm -hmm. the the harlequins, which are the exhaust. That's a that's a mechanic that's huge. Like that harlequin is a two one unit. When it's destroyed, you get to exhaust an A unit at any planet, and hmm. it can, so it can be a warlord. So that's oh, one way, really? and like he can the harlequin can exhaust somebody at planet five when being destroyed on planet one, right? Wait, it's, it's, huge. it's unit period, really? Yeah, it's unit period. I must period. have missed that one because that's petrifying. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. last night's game against Ragnar it was pretty darn hilarious because a lot of us are sat around and I'm openly testing the deck, you know. And it, uh, Michael, who I'm playing against, is all, I'm going to attack, um, I'm going to go take a swing at your, uh, your, um, Sarbane's Council with Ragnar. I'm like, so you're going to exhaust Ragnar in front of him? Are you quite sure about that? Because <laughs> you, yeah. you ain't going to kill him. <laughs> and there's five coming right back at you, so. So he's like, oh, yeah, maybe not. a Strider Harlequin, two cost, one command icon, two one. So he's really fragile, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Interrupt. When this point. unit is destroyed, exhaust a target enemy unit at a planet of your choice. Okay. So, right. like, <laughs> so he, like he's a totally... weird, like he's a. He, I found him to be a very strange 
planet one bully. <laughs> like well, he's exactly. Part, he's Go a kill. part of a... Well, he's not a bully in, into, unto himself, but he's part of a bully team, mm-hmm. right? Like, you have him there with the Starbase Council, and you're like, yeah, you ain't going to attack the little 2-1. <laughs> you're not going to do and, it. And with the ability to, to bounce Eldraf <laughs> elsewhere to find the Warlord, to be, I brought some friends with me. <laughs> yeah. And, and my friend on, on planet one says, would you like planet one? Or to, or to, or to be exhausted. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'll, uh, just exhausted. Wow. Oh, okay, okay. I hadn't spotted that one. That's... And, that's and it's... There's no non-unique. There's no non-elite. I mean, it's anything. The dancer just distracts someone. I mean, that's the best I can well, come up the with. Well, the Harley Quinn's deal is pretty odd. They, they, crikey. Are we going to do a quick, quick um, Eldar on this? They sure. live, they live in the Webway. They're wandering nomads. They're highly mystical, even amongst Eldar. So exactly how they organize and how they operate is very strange. They're generally involved in guarding the um, the Black Library, one of the major repositories of. of Eldar law, so okay. information they hide away from people because they think it's too dangerous that they keep an appointment in the webway. Okay. So how do you, how do you put these guys? Um, these guys are a little bit more like the um, monkey god kind of characters from Hong Kong cinema kind of thing. Okay. They're they're, they're amazingly powerful, um, mysterious. They seem weird and bizarre and comical to us because we don't understand. And them takes takes some maybe some irrational actions and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that kind of feel. Well, they, you have the kind of circus troupe feel. They're acrobatic fighters. They're colourful. They're fast. They if you know if you know your martial arts at all, they appear to be doing things that don't seem to be sensible in, in a combat, right. but are disguising how they're actually fighting. That's their kind of deal. The rest of the Eldar don't understand them. They're bizarre as all get out. So it kind of it does line up with his style. Well, yeah. and the flavor text on the card is: they wander from craft world to craft world, recounting Eldar history in intricate performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thematically, I'm trying to think like, if he dies, then. The webway, maybe the webway is impacted in some fashion and distracts a, a unit, an yeah. enemy unit. I mean, yeah. I think it's a thematic stretch, right? Yeah, but I think thematic. I'll put it this way: um, like you say, um, his his action, the action taken to defeat him, exhausts somebody. That's a good way to look at it. It takes so long and so much effort to defeat him, and then honestly, being a being a Harlequin is probably not. So it's probably it's probably all completely deception anyway. No, but, so. but he's he's a unit that I distinctly remember just marginalizing. Yeah, totally. In the oh, core yeah, set, yeah. just like you're two one, you're not going to survive anything. Yeah, go away, you're done. He's, yeah, and he's and, not supposed to survive. And, 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 then, and uh, later on, I'm like, wow, and it's insane how uh, it's interesting how I'm watching my opponents not attack him. Yep. Yeah. Right. They just like no. I'm going to attack somebody else. Yeah. And I'll, I, you know, it's it's weird, but because I'll attack him, I'll attack with him maybe second or third attack, because usually I have a council at the planet, so I'm he's he's my first. Mm-hmm. But that's the second or third attack, and then I dare him. I'm like, okay, go ahead, attack somebody. Right. You know. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I mean, maybe and it's one of the things I love about this game. You know, maybe this was something that Eldorath players all saw. Early on, but since I wasn't playing Eldorath, I didn't really count that. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. Two one, fragile. Okay, great, great. When you have initiative, you know. But when I'm first, when you're first learning the game, you're looking at units. You're looking at attack, strength, and defense. You're not looking at a lot of these combo things. Well, it's, it's, so yeah, it's not the fir- it's not your first line of look. Is, right. is this guy efficient in numbers? Right, and right. Then, so that you know, it just just makes me wonder. You know, like I said, maybe Eldorath players all saw that combination. Like, oh no, he's awesome and. But the design of the game and and the way Brad put this together, uh, looking at this, going, you know, you're, you'll see this little unit, you'll discount it immediately, kind of going, oh, okay, yeah, great, it's a, it, maybe it's a command thing, but there's better command, I, there's better, uh, you know, ones out there. But <laughs> the fact that you can exhaust any unit, we didn't realize what a powerful mechanic that was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, can you imagine exhausting like a Barzul? Like exhaust Barzul while he's bloody and he has nails on him, and he's a three eleven armor bane. But maybe he's planning on taking everybody out, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, yeah, you can take everybody out, but if I get a chance to get you, yeah. right now, you, you, now you, let's you, see, let's where is where to go? Did I just put it back? Yeah, yeah. Or, so well, you, you know, you've, you're somebody else at plant. They're set up. They've got their they've got their range. They've got their area effect. They've got yeah, whatever. AOE, and you just won. Like, yeah, we won. Quite sure, because you know. I mean, just I mean, just to me, the the big thing I found quick about Eldorath is um, warlords don't exhaust in front of you until they feel very safe, because mm-hmm. you have the council loitering there, going, "This is a huge swing for not much co- cost." Right. So yeah, right. that guy, that guy going, "I exhaust your warlord." Now it's you know, when he's destroyed, rough. so he yeah. actually has to be dealt damage in some way. Oh, he totally, can't be yeah. sacrificed. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. do that. I don't kind think of there thing. are any so effects to do that. He has but, yeah. to be destroyed. So but, you don't have complete control over it, but it's something. It's a unit that 
you know, for all intents and purposes, he might be a two three. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're right? set up, if you're set up, yeah. if you're set up at exhausting a, a two hit point unit, somewhere yeah, exactly. Else, yeah. Yeah. Well, but if, job, but yeah. if you're set up at planet one, and I know your warlord's not going to planet one, I, I think okay, your planet, your warlord's going to planet three to set up because that's your win condition, and he's taking his entourage with, him. and I want to meet him there with uh, Eldrath and a, and a council and a couple other things. I'll go ahead and play that one guy. I'll play the Harlequin out of planet one all by himself. You have to attack him. <laughs> yeah, There's true. going to be a battle. Right, yeah. right, It's right. like, and you even have initiative. Please, go ahead, swing. Yeah. What would your target yeah. like to be? That's true. Yeah, you, it's true. you could use it as a second exhausting mechanic yeah. when when Planet 2 is, yeah, yeah. you could well, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, so all of a sudden, yeah, you, you, you know, you're behind the curve on as Eldorath, and you're like, no, I still can... Whip your ass! I can still whip your warlord and, and assassinate him. Yeah, that's what I'm referring to there. With with, the, with Eldar's ability to use um, foresight to more accurately get to the opposing warlord and ta- hopefully take stuff with him. Yeah. Then add in, you know, when the warlord's not at first planet because it's not meaningful. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's quite. So that's so that, there's there's one of the ways where Eldar beats you by. Well, honestly, yeah, I was about to say that's that's one of the ways Eldar beats you by pulling out stuff you weren't expecting, and that really is the point. You you, you in some ways you look at the Eldar hand opposite you and go, what is in there? Mm-hmm. There's way too many things that can just completely mess with my plan, you know. Right. Well, There's I mean, so too, so many of them. You know, them, when so. I when I sit down and I sit it down across warlord, uh, sit down across warlords like Ragnar, or any of the Astro Militarum now, I have to, I I think immediately, you know, warlord assassination is a very viable thing in, yeah, their, you, in you, their deck. I don't think of it against Eldorath, but then yeah. again. I didn't well, play Eldorath much. Let's say, turn that around a bit. You look at Ragnar. You know what's coming. Yeah. He's going to go and try and find you. He's going to call some buddies over. He's going to have efficient, strong units, etc., etc. Exactly. Whereas Eldar is the unknown. Yeah, and I can play for that. It's like, okay, well, you know, here, here's out here. Here's, here's a Sentinel. Here's a Sentinel. It's like, i got to make sure I kill those. I want to kill those guys before they come swarming me. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm able to play around Ragnar. That's, I think that's one of the reasons why I was able to push Rich so well. Um, against you know, I would I would I would be blindsided by an assassination deck out of Eldorath, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I was talking about this with someone else on on Wednesday. That for me, I, I don't know that I can build an besides Rag besides the obvious Ragnar, which is an assassination warlord. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I build I I ever go into a game. Okay, I'm going to assassin. I'm going to assassinate. But there are mechanics like the still my my one of my best games of conquest was against uh, Jake in the last tour championship here against Anshi. And somewhere in the middle of turn 1, during probably during the deploy phase, I'm like, "Okay, how am I going to win this? How am I going to win this? How am I going to win this?" I'm like, "Okay, I got bloody him." Yeah. I got mm-hmm. bloody him quick and then and then put him on his back heels. Mm-hmm. But I never thought assassination yeah. I thought bloody because I gotta get. I, I had at that point. I think I had four units and three shield cards in my hand, and they were all double shields. And I'm like, I gotta have these mean something, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, if I can't play these as shield cards, I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I I went boom, and by turn two he was assa- he was bloodied, and then we went all the way to planet six, and I ended up assassinating him. He did a. Very, I, I put him off his game. I think he he used Kyan strikes defensively and and mm. moves things around mm. defensively. Well, I mean, that's, that's but I, assassination for me me is only a matter of opportunity. Yeah, I mean you don't you don't. I mean it's pretty rare, and I think you've hit the point there. Is most assassination decks are planning to bloody the opposing warlord, which leads to obvious things. The 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 one that could be everything or nothing is the he's bloodied so he loses his ability. If he's Zarathur, that's absolutely astounding. If he's Kato Sicarius, eh, it's less amazing. Right. You know. The second one is that you could die. That's the that's right, the right, that's the big right. change there. That's the well, that's and, the the key change in your game where you have to think about everything from that and, point. And I guess I would think I, we talked about Zarathur or sorry Ragnar being an assassination warlord. Mm-hmm. Zarathur is also to some extent an assassination warlord. True degree, yes. because of all the damage he can do mm-hmm. uh, so so well. So those two warlords are often are often assassination warlords, but it's a matter of opportunity. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, assassination. Has never been right. a, yeah. a path to victory that I'm uh, right, but that I have that I've set out for myself before I sit down. Right, yeah. right. But but Ragnar okay. has cards that allows those opportunities. You can force those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it looks like, and I didn't, I didn't realize. Now it looks like Eldoroth or you know any Eldar mm-hmm. um, has, but Eldoroth's the best one. Um, has 
mechanics that can force those can make those opportunities. Well, yeah, and thematically, it's with Mind War and Eldroth himself. It's thematically, your warlord gets there and he's like, "Okay, let's fight," and everybody gets hit with Psyker. Yeah, yep. Psyker energy. Right? And all of a sudden, yep. he's like, "Oh no, run away!" Yeah, they're all they're all incapacitated. <laughs> well. Well, the, well, everybody rolls, steamrolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would, <coughs> I would say the the assassination bit is like um, uh, kill decks in Netrunner. It's where you 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 generally don't go. Well, my only plan is to blow someone away. It's it's something you sit there going. You have to worry about this. Yeah, right. You know, right. you sit there and grenade your opponent, going. You have to sit here going. Oh crap! He could kill me. And right. that allows you to leverage the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when that's why that's why I think we're looping right right back around to how Eldar beats you. Is you look at it and go, he could do. There's so many toys in there that you could do it. So there's so so many unknowns about how he can play this out. You know, he's he's a control, unpredictable, um, plan-breaking deck. You yeah, know? right. That's his big so, deal. So so Eldar can play. So Eldroth can pair with Tau and compare with Dark Eldar, of course. Hmm. Right. I've paired him with Dark Eldar. I bring in some Archon's Terrors because you know Archon's Terror. Yeah. It's, it's Archon's Terror. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, unless I'm playing War, I'm probably yeah. pretty good. I was going to say quick quick meta note. I'd, I'm probably dropping down two of those because of War. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. might be that might yeah. make sense. So you can pair him with Tau and have him be a really big hitter with the attachment support and stuff like that. Maybe that's an option. I haven't explored that. I I can't get Tau. I don't know. I I've my the decks that I've said. Okay, I'm going to ally with Tau, and I had a Ragnar Tau deck, and that one was the one that folded. And that, you know, <laughs> regular listeners know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I won't hash that again. Just let them so, put their so taste I, in your So mouth. I'm still like. Tau cards, really? Eh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless I'm playing Star Blaze, unless I'm playing Shadow Sun, and they're the yeah. core of my deck. I think Sicarius still gets the winner on that. He takes, a, he just goes, "What's all my good, good, efficient stuff? Let me steal a few toys like Iron Rifles and nasty extra yeah, surprises from and throw them okay. in." I mean, that, that's the most effective yeah. um, Tau secondary I've seen. Because other than that, yeah, you go, you go Tau proper and do some terrifying stuff. The Viola Marksman's not loyal, is he? I don't think he is. No. Yeah, so you, know, no. you, you get a ranged marine deck, which is nasty. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you could do... But you could also do a Viola Marksman in Eldroth. I don't know that you would. Yeah, it's a tricky call it again. It seems like you're going all in on a lot of that attack, but the, the Eldar units, as we've shown, aren't specifically... aren't necessarily tough. So putting a 1-2 in there that's just a 1-2 range doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. You want to... Yeah, Eldroth tends to beat you with control, and yeah. then getting more swings in before you can get your swings in, mm-hmm. just because your units are exhausted. Yeah, they're under cycle attack. Yeah. So. Well, since we've danced around him a little bit, because um, we were looking at the pack, but I hadn't mentioned the um, large elephant in the room, or ra- rather, the large elephant riding yeah, 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 orc yeah, yeah, in the room yeah. in the form of Gorzod and his and his buddies. So, I mean, I guess let's um, pull a good one there. What what vehicles do we take with this guy? I still is. I think we. I think you take the. Forecast, forecast, and lower. Take the big the, take the of the Space Marines and things. I, I assembled a deck on uh, Conquest DB. I looked at it. You know, you have a couple Valkyries for threes. You have a uh, Steel Agent Chimeras for two. Yeah. Now the Chimeras don't protect the other vehicles, but holy moly, right? You protect everybody else, mm-hmm. so you don't over again. Don't overemphasize his skill if you if you just say, okay, I'm going to take the most efficient units here. And use them well, then that can really help. I'd, but that's that's what that's what my current build is. I haven't played it obviously, so mm-hmm. yet to be determined. Yeah, I did see someone make a good point that when you pop his attachment on him, he's like what a two nine. Yeah. Yeah, he's a two nine. Two nine. Which now, is pretty horrible. Now, when you bloody him, he goes all the way down to two five. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so he's a two seven hail and a two five bloodied. So he is once you bloody him, he does get. Pretty weak, right? As yeah. as most of them do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even then, still still to attack too. So mm-hmm. there's no no major loss mm-hmm. there. Yeah, he's got his um, he's got his go faster. I'm trying to think about the I'm trying to think about the tactical benefit. While your opponent has nisted, this unit gets plus two attack. So you you you're warning him they have to go kill him, as it were, or else he'll swing back hard. Yeah, with a three, I suppose. I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a funky one. And, and th- that you're not necessarily going to see. This unit in a combat with Gorzod, mm-hmm. his battle wagons go off without him. Yep, you're charging off, charging off right. ahead. Yep, yep, yep. yep. 
and then customization station. So, no, so and there's a fun, fun one I just noticed. Customization station does that remove the cost benefit you get? No, because they have to be in play. To be so this is an interrupt while you, while you play or when you play it, they deploy play it. it right. Okay. So they don't until they get deployed, they're still their original faction, okay. and then. Boom. Yeah, so yeah, just to clarify, customization station is each vehicle unit you control, it's a location support, um, each vehicle unit you control loses all faction affiliations and gains the orc faction, orc vehicle units you control get plus one attack and plus one hit point, right. so the blood runner is enormous battle wagon, Yeah. <laughs> he's racing around them. Alright, so we're headed into store championship, Carl, you and I are going to go, you're going to Loveland tomorrow? Yep, my plan okay. is speed on it. John can't Come make it, down. but we're going to go, so, uh, and there's a couple more coming down the pike. So what are our, now I know we've only participated in one, but I know of the results of a couple of others. What are your MVPs? You mentioned your MVP. The Prudent Fire Warriors. Prudent Fire Warriors, all yeah, right. That, that was awesome. You, you know, the, the, did, you, did you best in the recent Yeah, with those attachments. Because for me to consider them the MVP, what I didn't realize how much they took people out of the game out of their plan that all of a sudden they had to go like oh wait if i just kill that thing the gun drones or the iron rifle or the armor just slide over to something else yeah. and i think when a card does that and this is you know going back to Eldorah, when either a card or a warlord forces you forces you out of your plan by making you attack something that you don't you don't want to attack or changing up the order you want to attack or, or completely changing the way you think about the game. Yeah. That's what know. it does. It's yeah. doesn't this, I don't know that it changes, but all of a sudden, all the things that you've learned, you go, none of it works. <laughs> right, yeah, because if you take somebody out of their comfort zone, they're, usually they don't react properly. They don't react well. Yeah, it's, it's unlikely you know, to be on the spot. Right, you're right, and, right the, you know, that yeah. and that gives you an advantage. So that, yeah. that was my MVP. Because that prudent fire warrior there, to me, says really, you put an attack and tell him, and I attack first. And there is no loss to this situation, right? right. Basically, because either right. you are like, oh, I've got or to you do, with or more. you do yeah. an area effect, and you're like, yeah. okay, now I now I need to that you do if he has a gun drones, and you do the area effect too. Yep. Like, okay, now I need to. I can't let him untap and do that again. I can't yeah. let right. him ready and do yeah, that again. Exactly. I'm gonna oh, wait. I can't attack him. Oh, God. oh crap! I yeah, have exactly. to get rid of everybody first, <laughs> then, then just, get rid of him. Yeah, exactly right. And that's so. and that's and Rich was the only one that did that. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. the only one, and he still he had he survived two rounds. You know, and that's what how I was able to burn through his three indomitables and all his shields and bloody Ragnar. Yeah, yeah. and I say, you know. like you're saying, the horrible thing there is someone has to sit there and go. No, no, no! Leave him alone. I have to. This looks like it sucks. This is going to hurt, but I have to work my way through everyone else because he's going to get this. Because whatever happens, he's going to get another swing. I just don't want it this round. Yeah, Yeah. you know the gun drones are at least in that case. Yeah. Well, what about you, Carl? Ooh, MVP units I've seen Um, since I played with um, Barzul, who was. Entirely okay, you know. As it right, were. These, yeah. these MVPs don't have to necessarily yeah. be yours. What well, I'm saying, yeah, but, but nothing, your choice for mid-season MVP. Yeah, nothing that melted me out there. Hmm, the one I, I'd turn it into the ones I'm, I've been most sort of like, holy cow, when they come down. Um, so, Selim Shrine Guard, I think, is the biggest. Like, wow, and in, in in his appropriate warlord, i.e., with war, someone drops that down, and you go, that's a cheap unit for a lot of numbers. Yeah, you know, for high numbers, yeah, crooked numbers, yeah. Yeah, it's just wow. I mean, the three two in in a green planet is definitely a game of crap. That costs you nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one that people have put down on table most. Now, I'll, I've walked past and see one or two and go, yeah, that fight's over. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I wouldn't. My MVP is is probably a close between anxious infantry platoons, which is obviously a war signature, and funny enough, Seraphim Allegra, Seraphim Superior Allegra. Or Superior Seraphim Allegra? What, however you however she... Seraphim, I, I think it's Seraphim Superior because Seraphim <laughs> is replacing Sister. Is how you okay. say it in, like... All right. So Seraphim Superior stuff. Allegra. Because when... I, if I have one catch yeah. in, out, then... And she comes out, I'm like, yeah! I mean, I, that's... I, I'm I'm in love, basically. with yeah. it. She just, like... I play her out. Now, I can be very strategic. And sometimes I go, okay, I'm not going to play her. I'm not going to put her out. I have the resources. But I'd rather have... Two other people and some resources to threaten during during the mm-hmm. combat phase, than to put her all in and have zero, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But she's she's strong, and the anxious infantry platoons are, you know, you're paying two for a three three unit at a green planet. It's a four three unit. It's it's a lot of crooked numbers for a very low price. Yeah, the the, the non route is one of the big the big swings I found there because I've come to the whole Archon's Terror is an amazing card. Well, I've come to using the amazing card Archon's Terror like fairly recently, and I was like, and Roderick Walls now I think. Oh crap! Yeah, 
Oh, oh yeah, double yeah. crap. This is now no help to me whatsoever. Jason, <laughs> Jason had to protect his guys. He was playing. Uh, what was he playing? He was. He, I can't remember what he was playing. He had Archon Steer in his deck, and he had to protect his guys against my war. And they were all green planets. I mean, it was it was stupendous, right? It's like pfft, green. There maybe there was one non-green in the first five, and then the rest were green. So you're just like, oh great. And so I had all these planets, and he, so he starts ditching Archon's Terrors. For shield cards, all three of them, and then oh, it must have not been all six. Maybe it was the first four of the first five, but then the next two were non-green planets. <laughs> so he's like, "I don't have my archives tears anymore because I needed him as shield." Dang it! And he kept triggering uh, the uh, route a planet. I think it's fair. route a unit. Route a yeah. unit planet. And, he, and the only unit he could route was a Void Pirate. <laughs> I was going to say, the, the, um, the, the, the router, router Planet card is what's-his-name's um, Space Hulk, right? Take your planet and send it back to HQ. That's, um, that's Karis coming in. So it's, it's uh, Anxious Infantry Platoons. Yeah, Farron is the route of tar- target non-warder. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on Seraphim Superior. She's definitely one where you put down and go, she doesn't look like that, but do wait a second. Well, yeah, That's a nasty combination. And, and she's not nearly <laughs> as scary if there's not a support out, right? Yeah, if there's but, one outpost or if there's one staging ground yeah, or whatever it is. something yeah. like that. Maybe even at Rock Creek Bunkers. I've seen it. I've heard yeah. of her being used with Rock Creek Bunkers. Yeah. So that to protect other folks. Totally around. I just realised the um the uh, death core guy looking at the four death core engineers. I last couple of war decks I've seen have a one of of the imperial bunker the cost reducer. Yes. Yes. Just because obviously the extra efficiency in that deck is quite horrifying. Well, there's a good one to take in your war deck to go. I think I'll stay ahead of you there. Thanks. Right. <laughs> you get one use. You know? Right. And yeah. there's and there's not because the core death core engineers requires a the support card to be exhausted. Mm-hmm. There aren't many. Yeah, exactly. Not many right. amazing ones. Not, yeah. Now there's, you know, Chimera Den mm-hmm. yeah, comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Twisted Obviously Laboratory outpost, is... Twisted Lab is the same, isn't it? Exhaust me. Twisted yeah. La- Laboratory mm-hmm. is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, if maybe they only get one use out of the Twisted Lab. Yeah. Well, that's what it seems to be, is you get you get one use with your Canachan Outpost, you get one use with your Lab, and then it goes away. Yeah, right. yeah basically you're paying two... Well, to destroy it, and presumably, well, presumably, also you take a good swing with him first, and hopefully, then, and yeah, then hopefully, him. so yeah, you get some damage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hopefully. You <laughs> well, he's got three health, so he's not that easy to completely wipe yeah. off the table. True. So True. you know, so he'll he'd probably survive long enough to get a get a poke in, and yeah. then go, yeah, we'll kill that. Yeah, no, it's it's an it's an interesting time we sit in right now. Um, You're not going to take Gorzad on Saturday? Nah, no, not, not immediately. <laughs> no. Not immediately. Now, I've, I've been well. Honestly, Eldarath was a complete like do 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 do. I'm going to play Eldarath. You are? Yes. <laughs> Uh, any more? Any more thought than that? No. Let's build a deck. <laughs> that was pretty much it. I just suddenly decided. I looked at Mind War and went like, "That sounds like fun." Oh and yeah, that's the trigger. That card that triggered yeah. it for me. Like I'm like, yeah. you know what? Mind War seems really powerful. Let me test it. Let me yeah. see if it really is powerful. Yeah. It's, it's really funny. I, 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 I have no idea if any of you guys would hear this, but the card the game DB one was the discussion going on the Eldrath thread. And whenever I go to do a new wall, a wall that I haven't done before or for a while, I go and have a quick look at the name thread on Card Game DB, you know? And the Elderoth one basically went like this, which is a bunch of guys go, wow, Mind War seems to be really good. Then, like, one of the regular guys there is all like, eh, I'm going to take one Mind War. It seems like it takes too much psychos and stuff. I'm going to try it out a couple of pages later. So I've got three Mind War because Mind War is really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much what I'm like, yes, yes, that card is terrifying. His signature squad is psychers, yeah. and Warlock Destructors are psychers. Yeah, and, like, and both of those, so you have seven cards that you can trigger them off of, and that's only to start with. Right, you yeah. have other psychers in the game, I, I, <laughs> including yeah. apparently Inquisitor Caius Roth. Yeah, Caius Roth is the one. I'm, I'm probably not doing that on the thing. I think I need more smaller stuff. But I was doing the Prophetic Farseer. Is it? Yeah, Look, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so he's a good strong unit anyway. He's a command icon. He's relatively cheap. And you throw him in, and you also pop the top of the deck for a couple of shield cards for me. Look, yeah. I'll see what's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was definitely pretty funny. Yeah, it did. And honestly, last time I used him, it turned into a game of like. Uh, Michael plays down an Inquisitorial um, Fortress. Yes, I know. I saw it a little while ago. You know, yeah. <laughs> plays on Anxious Platoon. Yes, yes, I saw him too. <laughs> <laughs> I knew they were coming. You know, yeah. So for those of you who are listening to this uh, on a Saturday, right after we record, maybe uh, sometime in the afternoon, <laughs> for those of you who are in the uh, United States, or a little bit later for those who are in the UK or Europe, um, send good vibes our way because we'll be sitting down playing some conquest at uh, the next conquest store championship here, Grand, Sa- Grand Slam Loveland. Mm-hmm. They have uh, my the one I'm running is at Total Escape Games on March 12th. 
Uh, Wizard's Chest in Denver has one on March 13th, so that's a two-for weekend. And then we have one at Collector Mania the following week on March 19th, and one more at Gamers Haven in Colorado Springs on the 26th. So we have five more. We've had two or three so far. We've had three so far. So, and I think we've had a Zarathur winner, a Ragnar winner, and a Kugoth. I can't remember who won was that the small one down at... Down at uh, sorry, it's um, Patrice, yeah? Not Patrice. Patrice was Zarathur. Steve G won with, uh, oh, with Zarathur. That was an interesting one. There were six people. The top four went two and one. All went two and one. Uh, so Steve won on strength of schedule. So they all kind of beat each other. <laughs> it was pretty, it's pretty neat. <laughs> um, there is a conclave of gamers taking place in Denver on April 21st through the 24th. I will be running a Conquest Conlong League, as well as a Netrunner Conlong League. So if you're in the area, if you there are cheap flights to Denver for that time, the the conference center where they held it is, I, I'm not kidding you, like a 19 minute drive from the airport, maybe a 15 minute. Mo, some of you might say, well, 15 minutes that seems like a long drive. No, it isn't. If you've ever been to DIA, Denver, if you've ever come to Denver, <laughs> oh. the airport is 40 minutes from anywhere. Yeah, uh, we, we, don't, we don't have an airport, we have an airbase. Yeah, yeah. It's secluded from us and well defended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes time to get there, it's, I guess. It's, well, it's 30 minutes from anywhere. I, my house, I'm about 30 minutes from the from DIA. It's, it's 30 minutes by toll but, road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other routes are even worse. So if you have the chance and you love board games, and this is an open board game convention... Conclave of gamers uh, could be worth the money. I yeah. would. This is the big, awesome. big three-day gaming night. Is what it is. Basically. Yeah, and well, it actually well starts. It. it actually starts on Thursday evening. So, and we'll be offering conquest. We'll hold the conquest league. We'll have some Trek Sector Warcast mats that I'll be giving away, and then we'll also. I, we hope to be uh, having a special announcement about other swag down the line. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see about that. We do have an active YouTube channel. Have any of you posted lately? No? You don't know? Oh, that's right. I, yeah. I do should, that. We should rewind a little bit. We do have an active, active YouTube channel, Accusative Glance. Accusatory. We do have an active YouTube channel. We have, uh, so we post games on those channels. And for those of you who aren't sitting here watching us, I've just distributed infestation tokens from Team Covenant to both John and Carl. And I've distributed a set of their new conquest tokens to John and Carl. Now our YouTube channel will have prettier things, uglier things. I don't know. <laughs> I have to say to the Woolies and the Buns and uh, Robert and the rest of Team Covenant, these are cool. The Gothic this, You've, you've uh, addressed the issues I think I had with the first set. The first set was fine, but the size became an issue. And these these are smaller and I like them so much more. And hey, the price point being $15 cheaper didn't hurt either. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks to Team Covenant for those. If you have the if you have the uncontrollable urge to buy Conquest stuff, uh, you could spend your 35 bucks in much worse ways. We haven't posted any videos lately, mostly because I'm swamped with work. But we will be getting some up soon enough, especially uh, as a result of the Total Escape Store Championship. Thanks to Haunted Game Cafe for the recording space. If you'd like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback or questions for us, you can contact us at TraxAcceptorWarcast at gmail.com via our Facebook page or Twitter at TraxAcceptorWC or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. This episode was sponsored in part by Rocky Mountain PC. Thanks for listening. The Emperor Protects. Sorry, 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 the Emperor protects. What was that over there, Lopez? The Emperor protects her. The Emperor protects her. <laughs> Don't you love the Emperor? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Sorry. Yes, I do. 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 Y